we started, you know, covering the songs that we would hear on radio, and um, people seemed to really like us singing those. We came to this realization that we really enjoyed that genre, and we really loved performing it. And I think it came to a point where we were just like, yeah, let's do this. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. Hosts James Curtis talk to artists and industry insiders to discover the connection between music and faith. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at between grooves. Hey, James Curtis back on Between the Grooves. Thanks for tuning in for your weekly look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian singers, songwriters, musicians, and others in the CCM world. Episode 209. This week, chatting with Rachel Payton, who is half of the Christian pop group Renee, a sibling group that started at a very young age. We'll chat about changing genres writing music, doing the summer music festival thing, planning for the future, and so much more. She and her sister Riley started singing in churches and nursing homes at the age of five and six, started singing harmony at six and seven. They've sung with the Gaithers. They've uh, recently shared the stage with many notable CCM artists during the summer festival season. Let's get to this conversation with Rachel Payton. To get started, first of all, your sister isn't here. She's in school. She is. What is she doing in school? She is doing cosmetology. Okay. And is this going to be what her career is going to be, or is it going to be singing? Oh, no. She's she's definitely going to keep singing. It's actually a super short program. Okay. Kind so of like a backup doing... plan or a part-time gig? Yeah, just something that she can do while she sings. Right. What have you done? I actually don't really know if I'm even going to do something. Um, oh, okay. If I do, it'll probably be online. Right. Because I'm I'm super focused on on writing and, and making music and all that. So right you're, the, you're the serious one, is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Riley, is she's super involved. She's great. Um, but, she, but she's not here to defend herself, so you can just exactly, say whatever right. you want, you know? Exactly right. I can say whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) So you are uh, half of the group, uh, Renee, um, but you guys didn't used to be Renee. You guys used to be the Peyton sisters. Yeah. So when we were um, a lot younger, we did more of like hymns and stuff like that. And that was amazing. We absolutely loved the old songs. I think everyone, you know, grew up singing those. And... um, it's amazing. I'm so thankful for that, for, you know, grounding me in that. But um, recently, well, not so recently, but um, we decided we wanted to do more Christian pop. Mm-hmm. And we've loved it. It's been an absolute blast. It's been such an amazing journey. And we've had so much fun with it. How was, uh, how was uh, as far as the industry is concerned, and the fact that you kind of changed genres, although you can still do that sort of thing when you're doing a, you know, a, a CCM pop style concert, I suppose you can throw in a song here and there, but uh, how was the acceptance of people and I guess promoters and everybody else? I think they were like, yeah, do it. Because we always, you know, just did like the hymns thing, but even then we would still throw in like a few like covers of Christian radio and things like that, that were relevant at the time. And so I think they always just knew that that's something that we were interested in. And so when we did this Renee thing, everyone was like, man, you know, that's a really cool sound. It's, it's new. It's different. Um, and we like it. I don't think there was that, that, that point of, oh, well, they're doing this now. You know what I mean? Right. 
But was this a was this a complete rebranding, or was this is this still where the Peyton sisters are still doing stuff on the side as the Peyton sisters, and then Renee based on that type of musical format? We are to the point now where it is a complete rebranding. Okay. So it's 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 Renee. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you guys you guys started pretty young. I mean, you were doing churches and nursing homes, but obviously it's grown a little bit since then. Oh, yeah. So um, when we were super young, our mom did a women's devotional at nursing homes. And so we would always, you know, go with her to that. And we would always, you know, sing around the piano because mom played the piano, but she didn't sing or anything. So she was like, "Okay, girls, well, you guys can do this. So um, we did. And the activity director was like, hey, you know, you guys should come back. You know, we would love to have you at like one of our mother-daughter events that we host. And so we were like, oh, okay, cool. And mom was, you know, a little freaked out, but it was fine. <laughs> so we went and played this event and um, sang, you know, just a little, a few church songs. And it was a super big event that was actually happening with a lot of, you know, nursing homes connected together. And there was a lot of pastor's wives there that were like, hey, we'd love to have you at our church. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Were you uh, ever, uh, like you were young, you were, uh, I guess, ages five and six at the time, and then um, you started doing all this stuff. Were you, I mean, were you, were these were these paid gigs, or were you just kind of, uh, hey, I got some time, uh, I got nothing better to do on the weekend, so yeah, we'll do it. Oh, at the time, we were just like, let's do it. It's fun. It's something that we, we, we thought was really cool. You know, at five and six, you're just like, let me go wherever I, wherever I can. Right. So... We just had so much fun, I think, and it was just something that we were always like, yeah, this this is definitely something that we enjoy doing. And when did it become a career choice? Probably when we started traveling like out of state and people were like, "Hey, we you know, we want you here." And so it was the it was a point where we're like, "Okay, this is getting pretty serious." Yeah. But uh, even then, I mean, you were still in school, so you could only do stuff on the weekends and evenings, I guess. Well, we were homeschooled. Oh, okay, okay. So that made that, that was, it was actually crazy, because we were homeschooled before we ever even thought about singing or ever even sang a note. We were always homeschooled, so it, it kind of worked out hand in hand, and it was sort of a God thing that we were able to travel that much because we were already at home. Right. Well, there's a lot of flexibility, especially if you have to travel a far distance. You can, exactly. you, you can go during the week and not have to worry about stuff like that. Right. Right. But, I mean, and looking back, that, that made a lot of sense, and it was super cool that that worked out. Sure. But, I mean, doesn't it kind of suck that you have to kind of still learn and stuff while you're traveling? I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it was so much, it was just worth it to do something that we both loved. I think that it made up for it. Now, how do you get along with your sister? Obviously, I don't know if I could ever do something like what you do with with family members. Like, I, I don't know if I could get together with my brothers and do something long term, like maybe once or twice just as a special or something like that, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know, doing this um, all the time, I, obviously you guys get along. Yeah, yeah, we do. It's always, mom has always described it as it's like a 24-7 slumber party. Because we actually don't fight. And if we do, it's over like a phone charger or something like that. It's not like, <laughs> it's not something serious. So it's always just worked out. Right. But out of the two of you, are, would you say you're the boss? Like you're the one that calls the shots? I don't know. I would say it's it's getting more equal now. 
But it used to be Riley. Really? She used to be okay. the one that would, oh yeah, she would be the one that would be like, okay, no, we're doing this. <laughs> okay. Um, you're the you're the younger of the two. I am. But, I mean, do you still get your way? I would say so, if it has logic behind it. <laughs> but if not, they're like, no, you're outrolled, outvoted. <laughs> right, right, right. And how did you guys get hooked up with, I guess you ultimately started doing stuff with the Gaithers as well. How did that all materialize? So, um, they hosted an event premiere type thing at their store when it was still open. And we were super young at the time. I think we were still dressing alike. And so we went to this event just, you know, to attend. And Bill was there and we met him, such a sweet guy. And we sang for him. He asked us if we could sing something. And so we did that. And then he invited us to a few shows of theirs and we performed at a few of those and we did like the cruise and stuff like that and they're just a super sweet group of people it was an amazing experience and i'm so glad and happy to have met all of them and besides that i mean have you done more cruises just on your own as an act or um not cruises okay um we did the gaither cruise once and then but that was just like an attend and he was like oh you guys are here you know sing something oh okay okay yeah so um we haven't done any cruises aside from like just our own our own like slot in a cruise right but you know a lot of that has happened because of now cruises are kind of non-existent <laughs> well they're they're coming around hopefully they come around soon because yeah. I, I like cruising although uh, you know that i was asking a little bit about the cruising just because um i find that a lot of times it's the same acts over and over again and uh, and I understand from the performer standpoint, it's it's a gig, like it's a job, it's a full time job for however long you're you know signed up for, whether it's a six month deal or a year or whatever else, right? And so it's a pretty big commitment because you're basically living on a ship for several months at a time. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. So the you, respect. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I don't know. It depends, I guess, what the workload would be. I, guess, I suppose for yeah. a musical artist, um, it could be more um, more relaxed, perhaps, because you can sleep in in the morning, uh, maybe you know, have, have rehearsals in the afternoon, and then you know have the concert at night or whatever, right? Yep, yep. And it's like a 24-7 vacation, so yeah. I mean... Yeah, as long as you treat it that way, and you, right. get, you get to jump off at the islands and do some sightseeing as well, although if you're on the same boat over and over again, you're getting tired of seeing the same places over and over again as well, right? Yes, yeah. for sure. So the, when, was the, when was the line in the sand to start doing the pop sound? Well, we always listened to Christian radio, and that was always a heavy influence on us. We would always, you know, listen to that in the car, um, and we heard a lot of, you know, people that we really looked up to. And so we started, you know, covering the songs that we would hear on radio, and um, people seemed to really like us singing those. And so it came to a point where we were like, let's try and write our own. So um, we came to this realization that we really enjoyed that genre and we really loved performing it and I think a lot of people enjoyed us performing that as well and it just was a really good fit um and it all worked out we started writing you know more more in that area we started enjoying writing that um and I think it came to a point where we were just like yeah let's do this so do you both write together we do 
Um, I write a lot, um, and Riley and Mom write some. Um, I do, I would say I'm kind of the one that's like, no, that's bad, or yes, that's good. Right, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we all write collectively. Okay, so so Mom's in the band, is what you're saying? No, she's not in the band, but she does, <laughs> she does write. She helps us write a lot. She's awesome. Do you guys do anything with, um, like, the music... Um, Obviously, because I've seen some of the footage, the video footage, you've recently do, been doing some summer festivals and, and uh, whatnot. Do you guys have a band or is everything kind of with tracks at this point? So right now we're using tracks and stuff, but um, very soon we are thinking about, you know, just having a band more often than not. Right. And doing so, it live, which is which is a totally different thing too. If you've got a live band, oh yeah, yeah, completely. It really adds a lot. I respect um, musicians so much that they they bring so much to the table. I could just listen to that um, over singing at times. So yeah. um, that's really awesome, and we're excited for that. Do you have some people in mind for that already? I think we do. Yeah, okay. none of their names. I don't think I can. You know talk about you them can't, on the radio you can't, no, can't. can't divulge that at this point i understand <laughs> right. i understand so how do you how does your day how do your days work out uh schedule wise because i know in the summertime for you guys it's been pretty busy you've had um you know some summer summer festivals some gigs that you've had going on how do you how does your how does your week look i suppose is the way to look at it because between songwriting and just attending these things but also driving to or you know getting from place to place what does a typical week look for look like for both of you yeah so um you probably saw this but recently we played soul fest mm -hmm. um in colorado that was so much fun um it was a blast we also did um rock the ridge so um all those are a blast i would say our typical week is we we play shows um everything's really starting to pick back up now so our schedule is it's getting really super crazy which is awesome i'm so thankful for that and i'm thankful people want to come out and you know support concerts now right and really come out and come together so um yeah i would say we definitely stay busy we play you know renee shows we play festivals. that's just kind of how it is through the week sometimes you know we chill out and we watch tv and all that but <laughs> yeah 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 it's nice to see things picking up uh with all the shows going on and these shows that you're talking about, and we, we don't have big shows like that in Canada uh, very often, and, and things haven't really opened up a whole lot as far as summer-type shows anyways, but you've, you've shared the stage with a lot of you know big names over the last few weeks, haven't you? Yeah, that's been a blast to, to share the stage with some amazing, talented people who really have a heart for God. Um, I think at Soulfest, Corey Asbury was there. Um, there was also well, Britt Nicole. Britt Nicole, yeah, she was at Rock the Ridge, and yep. so was Colton Dixon at Rock the Ridge. Um, Soul Fest, there was, I want to say, Ring Collective. Yep, they were there. Um, it's just super fun to be able to do that. Um, obviously, they have an amazing heart for God, and their music is amazing. And I, I just love that that artists can come together and play shows together too. That's just awesome. Yeah. Now, how do you get hooked up with the promoters for these festivals? Like, how do you get how do you get in the lineup? So, um, mom does a lot of our management and booking right now. Um, 
she is amazing at what she does and we love her so much she's awesome at that um and so she normally contacts them and and gets in touch with them oh okay and then yeah. and then you decide who you're gonna uh, you know what shows you're gonna do which ones you're not because obviously there there must be a point where uh there's conflicts and schedules and because there's so many oh yeah so many sure. shows starting up again in the states primarily and uh you can only do so many and of course distance would play a factor for you guys as well right right yeah for sure i think in um in colorado we had to fly out so that was crazy because we had to get on like six planes in three days <laughs> right so you know there's a lot of you know scheduling and things like that um but it's super fun and you know soul fest in new hampshire that's a you know a ways up there too so it's it's super fun to be able to travel. I like I like road tripping and all that, so that's super fun. But obviously, yeah, there's 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 dates that we have to coordinate and make sure that they they fit and stuff. But yeah, mom takes care of a lot of that and she rocks at it. So you know, there's there's a lot of uh, perception out there that being on the road a lot is this glamorous life, um, and I suppose to a certain extent, people are correct when they see you on stage. I mean, you're you're having a blast, but quite frankly the traveling part and even the prepping part there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes that people don't realize i mean you're either driving or you're flying um and you're living out of a bag right yeah pretty much um yeah it takes it takes a lot to make it work um but it's 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 fun and it's definitely something that goes along with it you know i think in every job you have that if you're in a traveling job anyway, you have that point where you have to, you know, travel a lot and drive and fly. And it's just, I think it's just something that comes along with it. So what's the worst part of the job? My goodness. Um, that's an interesting question. I would say singing with Riley. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. (laughs) No. Um, I can tell you the best part. I would say, um, the best part would probably be getting to sing with your sister and just you know seeing people worship god and seeing people connect with your music that you really pour your heart out into i would say that's my favorite part mm-hmm. um my worst the worst part you know I'll, i'd have to think about that one i mean have you had situations where you're showing up and you're not when you're in the lineup you're not you know the 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 main bill as it were a lot of times so um, do you ever find there's technical glitches or stuff that's just kind of beyond your control that you gotta gotta live with? I mean, yeah, I would say that's you know that just comes with everything. I would say that comes with life too. Like, you just you have to you know work around those type of things, and you know sometimes it happens. Sometimes, like there's circumstances where your guitar battery dies on stage. <laughs> like there's yeah. you know there's always going to be those technical things. And, you know, you work through it over time and you find a way to, you know, make it run, run smoother. And so it's just, you know, I, I would say that happens to everyone. I was at a, a mini concert once. It was more of an intimate type gathering where somebody was performing on guitar. So they've got mic plus their guitar and uh, they had a guitar string break and they kept singing and changed the guitar string as they as they performed. Wow. Now, How, see, that, how's that for that a gift, is, you know? Yeah, that is that's talent right there. That's that's what you call entertainment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever had a track just stop while you're singing? Um. Yeah, we have. And what you do? You happened, just keep going, or you just keep going? Yeah. yeah. Like at one of the shows, um, we have this song, and it it 
it just kind of cuts out at the end on purpose and it's like this you know breakdown moment and it actually so happened one time where the track stopped at that breakdown part oh okay so i just kept singing it and i don't think anyone even knew <laughs> they now, just did, thought i was singing it acapella and it was it was pretty cool did it stop or did the sound engineer just hit the stop button because <laughs> I, if i were the sound engineer i'd be looking at that saying oh that must be the end of the song you hit stop on it right yeah, no, it probably confused the sound guys a lot, but I think it was just something that glitched with the track. Oh, okay, okay. Luckily, it was luckily it was right at that moment. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Those are always the moments that you wish for. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, come September, um, obviously, uh, Riley's doing some school stuff right now. Uh, what are you guys doing after the summer festival is over? Uh, the, the summer festival season is over. Are you guys still doing... Uh, concerts, uh, weekends, or still during the week, and and what does it mean as far as recording music is concerned for you guys? So yeah, we still are going to be doing shows throughout the week and stuff. Um, we're actually going to be doing, I think, several like camp type things, which those are always a blast. And as far as writing and making music, we just you know fit that in between our schedule, and you know whenever we have time, we go to. We go to the studio and make something happen. And what's the game plan for releasing music? Like, do you have a schedule? Do you have songs that are kind of uh, in the hopper right now that, you know, this will be our next single type thing? We do. We do. Um, I can't enclose too much information. Yeah, but but... I won't tell anybody. Okay. (laughs) I don't believe you. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so... Yeah, we're working on all that. We have a single lined up, so hopefully, you know, hopefully you'll play it and you'll like it. Yeah, but with the, I'm saying with a single, is this going to radio specifically? Yes. Okay, so a radio single. A yes. radio single. Uh, time-wise, what are we talking? I can't tell you that yet. No, like, is it is it in the next month? Is it in the next three months? Um, hopefully. Hopefully. How's that yeah, for a that's big what, response? Yeah, that's what we're shooting for. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. I'm serious. I won't tell anybody. Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, um, definitely we have all that, you know, working through right now and um, still writing, obviously, yeah. because that's definitely something that you still have to do, even though you're trying to plan out your releases and all that. And will you stay independent or will, uh, is your ultimate goal to be with a label? Um, right now, we're in that, you know, decision-making stage, okay. and um, I think that's something that every artist walks through. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of thinking, a lot of praying right now about that. Sure. Uh, have you ever been with a label? No. Okay. We've never been so- signed to a label. Our producer, though, we work with Ted T, mm-hmm. um, and he is, you know, he produces a lot of people, like for King and & Country and, and so forth, and he's amazing, he's so sweet, and he actually has, you know, partnered with us on an EP... But um, he's, he's amazing. He's helped us so much, and he's the, quite literally an awesome producer. Right. And um, he's has helped us with that, so that's been great, and it's been a super fun experience. But right now, it's just you know that that stage of you know we're just waiting on what God gives us. Yeah, and the other thing too, when it comes to a label, is is what do you give and what do you take? Because there's there's a cost involved, right? Right now, you do all the work, you do all your marketing, you do all the arranging with your mom and, and whatever else. Uh, right. Uh, with a label, there's obviously changes where they take on certain responsibilities. And, you know, they have people that are knowledgeable in those areas to help you in those areas. Um, 
and then the songwriting could change as well, right? You could have more of a songwriting circle or, or a bunch of people uh, where you're doing rights together, um, which you may or may not want. So yeah. there's, there's all that stuff I'm sure you're looking at. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely something to look at and consider. And I think it would be a bad move on the artist's part to not look at that and consider that and be like, okay, you know, let's weigh this out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I love I love doing co-writes and I love writing with people. So that is something that, you know, I, I don't think you can ever write too much. Yeah. Or with too many people. I think you can always, you know, be open to someone else's perspective and, and let them enlighten you in some way. So I'm I'm super you know excited for all of that. I I do co-writes now, so it's it's kind of you know that same kind of groove. Um, I like writing by myself a lot though. I probably like that best because that's when I can really you know connect with with what I'm writing about and with God and you know just seeing how that can resonate to other people through through my vision for it. Um, but yeah, labels you know they're great um, if you get a good one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah. You're it, obviously you have to do the research. I I know of one group uh, as an example. I know of one group that they're number one. They're a group, and so it's always different when you have a group because now there's multiple people involved, and they had done the math on it, and it just didn't at the time make sense for them to sign with a label, even though there were labels interested. Uh, it would have meant a decrease in their income, and these guys all had families, and yeah. so you know the, they were looking at saying, I don't know if we could afford to go with a label. Um, you know, yeah, it is a lot of work to do all of it ourselves, but at the end of the day, at least we're able to provide for our families versus, you know, being a label. Now, they are with a label now, but they still have some flexibility, and so they've, right. they've delegated some of the areas that they're maybe not as strong in or that they just don't have time for anymore. And yeah. luckily, the label is bringing, you know, more gigs to the table, more opportunities to release music and, and whatever else, so it's worked out well for them. Yeah, for sure. And negotiating all that and just, you know, finding out what works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's really important in a label. I think it's really important to find someone who, you know, has your back and who really supports you and what you do. And I'm sure a lot of people want the freedom of being able to make music that they feel and believe in. But, you know, some people don't believe in it and some people do. So it's all just finding out, you know, what people support you and who has your back yeah and and what their vision is and what your vision and do they align right yeah. see if they correspond yeah exactly you mentioned about co-writes so uh, these co-writes that you've been doing is that specifically for Renee or are you working with other artists for their um, for their songs mainly for Renee right now I'm kind of writing a lot by myself just because you know everyone's kind of you know this whole thing is happening and everyone's kind of like ah, you know so right now I'm doing you know a lot by myself which I like and I enjoy and I think that gives me an ability to you know always bring someone in later and be like hey you know what's your perspective on this what's your take on this but yeah it's mainly for Renee um because we're you know so trying to put all all of our ideas out there and we want people to hear them and what about solo work? I've heard of, you know, family bands where even though they are a band together, they do some solo stuff off the, uh, on the side as well. So do you or Riley ever look at that where, you know, you just might come out with a solo album just as a one-shot deal? I don't think so in the near future. 
Um, unless, really you have a, unless you have a big fight with her or something, right? Right, right, yeah. right. No, <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, I, I think it's it's us together, and that's what works, and that's what we enjoy. I don't think, I don't think I would even see the need for a solo album just because I enjoy doing it with her. You know. Yeah. Uh, do you the uh, when you're doing a concert and when you're at a festival, um, and especially when there's other groups involved, there's a lot of interaction with with the audience. Uh, with with fans, I know you do a lot of the meet and greet stuff as well. Um, that can be pretty tiring, I guess, if you have a lot of people lined up. Yeah, um, I actually really enjoy meeting everyone that comes to the table. I always, you know, love taking time and meeting them and seeing new faces and hearing new stories. That really inspires me, I think, as a songwriter too, is to hear everyone's stories and to to see you know how they're feeling and where they're walking i really enjoy meeting people at the table i would say a lot of people you know get get kind of tired with that but for me it's one of my favorite parts i think are you surprised at the at the level of interest i'm i don't think i'm I don't think I'm. Do you mean by by people to me or by me to people? No, I'm I'm, I'm talking about the interest in Renee with the people that are attending the concerts. They want to go, you know, backstage to meet with you guys. They want to buy your merch, that sort of thing. I'm just glad that they resonate with the songs, and I'm glad that they enjoy it, and I'm glad that they feel a connection there. That's I think all you could hope for as a writer. Like for me, it's not about how well the song necessarily does even though that is an amazing thing and that's obviously something that comes along with a great song but for me it's how it touches people and how it touches their lives and to see them relate to it and come up and be like hey I really love this song thank you so much for singing it that that for me is is a major success have you ever been uh, at a concert I mean I'm assuming you have merch sales as well Yes, we do. Have you ever run out of stuff? We have. <laughs> what do you do? Several times, actually. Um, you just, you know, they put their name, email down, and they order from it. from Order from the website or, you know, however they choose to do that. So. And what do you have in the way of merch? And, and just, to, just to take a step back, I guess a lot of people, um, I, I, I think having merch available at a concert is great, especially for fans, but it's also a, um, a significant portion of, of the revenue that an artist makes. And so the fact that artists for the last year and a half haven't been able to have real concerts except doing stuff online, um, it's meant a big drop in income. And for artists that are trying to support families and have bills to pay and everything else, it's, it's a big hit. So merch sales play a big part of that, whether it's the you know, physical CD that people can buy or just the knickknacks or the clothing or whatever else. Um, would you say it's a big, a big component of the whole Renee um, show, I guess? I would say, yeah, because I love when, when obviously you look out and you see people wearing the merch that you, that you created or helped to design. Um, that's really cool. Um, I would say I like when people be able to, you know, put our songs out there and rep it. That's really neat. Um, and also I like, you know, just going to the, to the table sometimes and just being there and watching people, you know, interact with it. And that's, that's really cool to see. I would say that, um, the website, you know, websites now everyone orders online. Mm -hmm. So that is a big that's a big help with all of the the shutdown and everything when people were losing a lot of like in in person show 
yeah. show merch sales. At least, you know, we they still have the online thing, so you can still, you know, order and support through there. Yeah, I, I, I just just have to market, market it accordingly uh, to get people right. to the website in the first place. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, online stuff is concerned, did you guys do anything online during the whole COVID stay at home, you know, you can't do concert type thing? Actually, um, during that, we launched a, a lip line. So that kind of was, you know, all over the internet, I'm sure, at the time, because we, we decided that we wanted to launch a lipstick line, liquid lipstick line, because Riley and I have always been, you know, super into, like, makeup and stuff like that. So we were like, what if we drop this line and, you know, we pick out the names and we'd be super involved and we just we create something that, that other people can wear and, and enjoy that's also super personal to us. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we did during all that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what has uh, transpired over the last year and a half and how people have adapted and shifted and done things a little differently um, to make ends meet. I've, I mentioned this uh, on a previous episode where I've got a neighbor. I don't know him very well. He's just around the corner from me, and, and but I can see his backyard from my backyard. And he was making um, picnic tables uh, and, and selling them. I mean, who would have thought? Wow. Right? Yeah, so yeah. picnic tables. so and, and all different sizes. So they're little kids' versions, full size, you know, extra big and everything else. And he would spend time doing that. Now, this guy's a handyman, so I guess that's what he was doing just to make ends meet and just to get a little bit of extra income and stuff. And then you've seen other people over the last years, particularly artists, where they've either started a podcast or they've written a book. Have you guys gone to that extreme? We have not. We have not. We've been featured on several podcasts. Right. So that's been fun. You know, we've scheduled a lot of those um, because what a what a perfect time to to be featured on things like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I think uh, the, from what I can like, and, and of course, people writing books, I thought it was uh, an interesting perspective be- because uh, some of these people may not be, you know, authors long term because they're artists. They were just doing this as a temporary thing. And even with the podcast side of things where, um, you know, it seems like everybody and their mother's got a podcast going. Uh, but once things have picked back up again, I would I would imagine some of these podcasts just kind of disappear after a while. Yeah. Well, let's hope that, you know, most people keep it up. Um, I think podcasts are always going to be a thing, but I'm I, it's super good that they're super relevant now because a lot of people can find a way to connect with people. Right. And people have time to listen, right? Right. You know, exactly. people people's listening habits have changed over the years. And uh, whether you're driving and you're listening to a podcast or you're out cutting the grass, you know, or doing some lawn work and you've got the uh, earbuds in just listening to something as well or exactly. taking a walk somewhere. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, changed listening habits for uh, for a lot of people. Well, sure. um, I'm really looking forward to some of the stuff you've got on the go over the next uh, over the next little while. I'm, I know you've been pretty vague on some of this stuff, but uh, obviously there's some music in the works. Um, music going to be hitting radio very soon, I suppose. There is. We're so excited about that, um, and we hope that you know people listen for it and be ready because it's coming. Awesome, and uh, it's too bad that Riley couldn't uh, couldn't hang with us, but uh, it's her. I know she missed out. She missed her out. Her loss. Her <laughs> loss. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. You're welcome. Take care. You too. 
Really looking forward to seeing and hearing their new music on the way and excited for all that God has in store for Rachel and Riley. Make sure you check out ReneeMusicOfficial.com to find the links to their music events and, of course, social media. Well, it's time now for some encouragement from Courtney Ramirez in this week's Artist Advice. Never stop dreaming and never stop believing in yourself and just keep on working for you for what you want. I I strongly believe that whatever you set your mind to, you will achieve. Ah, never stop dreaming. Never stop believing in yourself. Keep doing what you're doing. Stay faithful in what God has called you to do. Great motivation from Courtney Ramirez. And that wraps up this week's episode. Hey, if you get a moment, why don't you leave us a quick rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and feel free to share episodes with your friends. You can get all the updates on Facebook and Twitter at Between Grooves. Until next time, have a great week. Music